You are listening to Booch News with Ian Griffin, a podcast all about kombucha. So I'm on the phone today with Lauren Shearer, who's the co-founder of Cultured Analysis, which is an analytics lab who tests kombucha in various ways. Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? Hey, it's great to be here. Um, like like you said, I'm one of the co-owners of Cultured Analysis, and the other co-owner um, is with me as well, John. I'll let him speak for himself. Hi, this is John. I'm really happy to be here. Looking forward to it. And uh, we also have Jeb with us as well, and Jeb is um, our R&D consultant, so he plays a big role in uh, more of the consulting side of our company. Hi, yep, this is me, this is Jeb. Hey, good to – well, that's great, three, three, the three key people. Um, and I was looking online. It looks like you're all – you all met up in the chemistry department at Shippensburg University. I, I must confess I'm a little ignorant. Where, where is Shippensburg, and where do you all, where do you all live now? Uh, yeah, so Shippensburg University is located in Pennsylvania. Uh, we got started, John and Jeb are both professors at Shippensburg University in the chemistry department, and I attended the university um, to get my bachelor's of science in chemistry. So that's kind of where we all got connected, and we ended up getting into kombucha sometime along that journey that I was here um, as a student. Oh, so John, uh, you're a that looks like a chemistry PhD, Dr. John. And um, is your chemistry class, uh, do you supply all your students with samples of kombucha during the day? Unfortunately for them, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them enjoy it. (laughs) That's great. Well, let, let me ask, maybe Lauren, you can kick it off, or John or Jeb can step in. How did you all decide to go from the the academic world, the chemistry lab, to forming a, corp- a corporation, Cultured Analysis, LLC, that offers testing. So wh- when did it first come into fruition? When did you launch? Okay, this is John here, and I'll kind of start that because it was originally sort of uh, my harebrained idea to do this. So um, essentially about four years ago, maybe even a little bit more than four years ago, we have a um, local kombucha brewer here in our area, And um, she reached out to our department to try to find somebody who could help her with product development and also some internal quality control in her operation. So kudos to her because from what we've seen, she was way out ahead of the game on that one four years ago to try to get those kinds of things under control. So she runs a really good operation there, and we've continued to work with her for pretty much the whole time we've been. So this was about four years ago, and since I'm the analytical chemist, so I pretty much focus on measurement and chemistry. That's what analytical chemists do. So that involves instrumentation to determine concentrations of things and what's present in things and this kind of business. I seem like the logical person to sort of um, step in and fill that role for her. So um, essentially, um, I got into her space and started doing some really, really basic kombucha analysis that we had to kind of learn. You have to understand, I really knew next to nothing about kombucha at that point. Um, I had actually had kombucha a few times prior to that, but I couldn't exactly say that I was a true convert to the beverage. But it sounded like a really interesting opportunity for me at that point, so I decided to jump on board and see what we could do. 
So we started to do some really simple analysis um, based on some kits that we'd gotten and things of this nature. And then after a while, um, we started to realize that, hey, this might be a need that other people in the industry might actually have um, in terms of having kombucha analyzed, tested, and being able to maybe even provide advice to brewers as we learned more and more about the beverage and how it's being brewed. And at that time, Lauren was a student um, here at Shippensburg University. So um, I sort of invited her to join me, and we started doing a little bit of um, research in the area of kombucha, and we kind of struck on the idea of, hey, why don't we uh, maybe try to expand this little operation and see if we could make a business out of it. So um, right around that time, um, Jeb became interested, and we were kind of looking for somebody who could help us out more on the research and development side as we were doing analysis and quality control. So um, that's kind of how we all got started. So Lauren can now tell you a little bit about how we actually started the company. Yeah, so I'll just talk just what kind of – that's the you know, story of how we got started. And so we've been in operation for about two and a half years. Um, and primarily what we do, you know, what our day-to-day -day consists of is we spend a lot of time um, talking to clients. We have a lot of kombucha brewers that we converse with regularly. And we do a lot of regular analysis for them. So important things like alcohol testing, nutrition testing, um, you know, organic acid detection. We do a lot of measurements just to look at the actual um, important parts of kombucha. And that, you know, falls more on the quality control side. And then we also spend a lot of time um, consulting with brewers. So explaining the results to them, helping them understand certain things about their processes and how we can make measurements to um, tell us something about their process. Uh, we do consultation projects with clients who are looking to accomplish particular goals, like scaling up is a usually a big one. Reducing alcohol content in the beverage is also another big one. Um, so we do a lot of that type of work as well. So we're both uh, an analytical testing lab, but also we provide consultation services. Um, so, and we really focus directly on the kombucha industry. Um, sometimes we'll test beer for maybe something like alcohol, but Kombucha is our focus. It's it's really um, where we spend our time and and our thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and so you 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 started with one brewer in Pennsylvania. Now, obviously, presumably a, a national reach, or do you also include Canadian brewers, Mexico, or is it pretty much U.S. based? Uh, so far, brewers? it's pretty much U.S., but we're not necessarily limited to that. Um, just haven't had the opportunity to have a brand outside of the U.S. so far. And, and I wanted to make sure we cover this in the podcast early on. So if people want to find out more about you, where, where do they go on the web? Um, so you can go to culturedanalysis.com, and you'll see on there, you'll see our backstory. You'll see a list of the services we offer, um, and you'll see some of the consultation packages we can design. But really everything we do is customizable. So um, the best way is to get in contact with us by email or phone, and um, that's the best way to learn more about what we can do for you. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe I'd like to bring Jeb into the conversation from the R&D perspective. I, I do see on your website, like you mentioned, there's a, there's a nice menu of tests for alcohol by volume, sugars, caffeine, pH, titratable acids, you know, the, the list is probably as comprehensive as anybody would need. But I was curious to know about 
your advice on the brewing process. As I understand it, you know, there's not one way to brew kombucha, right? As a home brewer, I use two-gallon containers. Commercial brewers can have 10,000-gallon stainless steel containers. So, so Jeb, as an R&D consultant, uh, is that something you advise, that consultation of the brewing process? Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that in your area of expertise? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I was kind of brought on to do a lot of the data analysis, and so I think um, the overarching point of my answer is going to be no matter what level you're at or how you want to brew, um, brewing via a metric-based approach is the best practice for a brewer. So whether you're, you know, brewing something up in your kitchen or, you know, you're, you're brewing massively and distributing throughout, you know, the world, um, actually knowing what your kombucha looks like from the standpoint of its acid profile, its alcohol by volume, its sugar profile is, is really important for the, from the standpoint of just making sure that your fermentation is, is doing what you think it's doing. And, and one of the main things we, we talk about with brewers is, is this idea of consistency. And, and a lot of the times brewers don't necessarily – well, what we found in the kombucha industry is that they um, – yeah, how do I say it? They desire consistent yeah, products, but yeah. they're not always doing everything to ensure consistent that, products. That's outside. perfect. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't necessarily want to take the extra steps that are necessary to really see what things look like from a chemical perspective. And, and those chemical fingerprints are often really indicative of, of all the other biochemical processes that are going on. And so if you want a consistent product, the, what we offer is a way to actually see that from a chemical standpoint numbers to hit, um, ranges to hit, and um, it translates into a consistent brew that's, that's more sellable um, to, you know, the population. Right. So it sounds like you're, I mean, I see on your website there's subscriptions where you do either four tests a year, six, or even monthly tests. It seemed pretty reasonable, mm-hmm. 235 to 600 for about $50 a test if you did a monthly test suite. Um, so if I do, presumably that would be one thing that's relevant is having longitudinal, not just one-off tests, but for that consistency, yeah. they, they'd need to test. Because I know it varies as a home brewer, the temperature of the, the environment, mm-hmm. you know, it's warmer in the summer, right. colder in the and so on. Um, but say I was a brewer and I, I saw my ABV creeping up, would you then step in and say, well, you know, lower the sugar or raise this or change the starter? I mean, do you get involved in that specific um, yes. solution or are you, are you kind of feeding back data and then it's up to them to juggle the formula? Oh, no, we, we, we do both. Okay, so, so I think the important part of your question is, is like kind of getting a baseline. So, so no matter what the brewer is, if they have that baseline, they can see their metrics start to move and then that's where we can come into play and really kind of design specific, you know, projects and specific answers for what's going on with their, with their issue. Now, it's not necessarily as simple as, oh, always back off on the sugar or always, you know, brew for a longer period of time. Uh, what we found is working with other brewers that everybody really has an individual pro- uh, like process and an individual brew. And so what we do with our consultation services is really dig into – um, your brew on a level where we can make better ideas of what um, changes need to be made. 
um, really sort of dissect things and get to uh, a honed-in answer instead of just having these kind of general uh, answers uh, that most people kind of go towards. What we find is those often the things that you mentioned, such as, for example, uh, messing around with the amount of sugar that you start with, those are always good starting points. But it turns out there are a lot of different variables that we can play around with, and some of them are very brewer-specific. You might, for example, have a brewer who is very specific about the amount of sugar they want to use. So in a case like that, you would kind of have to work around other parameters that you have available to you to try to maybe tackle, um, tackle say, an alcohol problem that they're working on. Yeah, well, this actually it's kind of like the um, – I'm getting a, a deeper understanding because on one level I thought, okay, I'm a brewer. I send you my samples. I get back a printout with the data, you know, the numbers. But that's just the mm -hmm. starting point by the sound of it because anybody, you know, you, there are other labs, I presume, or you can buy test kits yep. commercially that will give you that number. But you guys, sure. is, that in, is that included in the, if I did a $600 monthly test, would there be extra charges for that? deeper analysis, because it, it presumably could involve quite a few, you know, sure. uh, longer discussions. Yeah, so the, all of our normal just analysis or even the subscription packages that we are trying to push, um, those include just a follow-up call on the phone about your results. Um, but really to get more into that deeper um, understanding of what's happening in your process or why your metrics are maybe changing, we have to um, really design a much more comprehensive project. And so those are a different charge. And those are really customizable. It's based, I couldn't give you a number because it's really based on the brewer and their process and what kind of things we have to do to get them to their end goal. And so it includes those consultation packages include testing in them usually and a lot of time with us on the phone, a lot of time with us analyzing the data and drawing a lot of conclusions from it. So they are different, um, but we do offer both. And we do try to be, we are different than other labs in that we don't just spit out numbers to you. We do always follow up and give you um, an explanation of the results. On, on a basic level, and then if you do want something much more comprehensive, we do offer consultation packages. Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I, I would think that's a very reasonable approach. So I, obviously there's a lot of science that you guys are involved in, and I'm curious while I've got you on the phone, you know, just as a very high-level understanding, I often, as a home brewer, give samples. I don't sell any of it, but I give people kombucha. Or I talk to people about kombucha, mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I don't want to drink kombucha. There's too much sugar in it. Well, you have to, I can pretty clearly explain that the fermentation ferments out the sugar. If you, if you leave it for two months, you'll actually be drinking vinegar, which is zero sugar almost. Um, but I've never really clearly understood something else you guys test for, which is caffeine, because I'm sensitive to caffeine. I drink maybe a cup of green tea in the mornings. If I had one at 6 o'clock at night, it would affect my sleep. But I can drink a bottle of my kombucha at 9 o'clock at night and go straight to sleep, even though I'm making it with green and black tea. So uh, uh -huh. just at a sort of person in the street level, from a chemistry perspective, is it fair to say that caffeine levels in kombucha are reduced by the fermentation or what's going on there is that is that a fair claim yeah that's a good claim we um uh we do caffeine testing and like i forget i'm forgetting what the normal amount of caffeine in a cup of tea is but uh caffeine that's 
testing kombucha definitely is lower than that. Um, we usually find – they usually say kombucha should have reduced to about a third of the amount that's in, like, the normal tea, and we find that generally to be true. Um, so, yeah, the caffeine is utilized throughout the process um, by the microbes for different processes, and so it is reduced during fermentation. So the longer the fermentation, okay. I you know, theoretically you'd see a lower caffeine. Right. That's good. Okay. That, yeah. I mean, that's common sense plus my own personal experience. And then one more question for you is um, I was surprised. I think I've, a few years ago I did a Booch News post on the labeling because labeling in the U.S. is different than labeling in Europe. Here it's like per serving. I think over there it's fixed by 100 milliliters or something of, of content. And you see those numbers where it says sugars, seven grams, sure. whatever. I didn't know. It seems that the, I thought the FDA had some big lab somewhere filled with government scientists. You, you were a brewer. You got licensed. You sent in your sample, and they gave you those numbers. But is it, is it, isn't it the fact that it's true that um, manufacturing companies put their own numbers on there? Is that, is that true? And then presumably if they do your test suites, they could have very accurate numbers on their label. Right. Um, the best way, I, yeah, I... So people who don't make fermented products, they can kind of, they can like look at the ingredients that they added and they can determine how much of each component they brought in with the ingredients. Kombucha is different. Of course, it's fermented. So there's things that change throughout the process, like sugars, et cetera. So um, there is not one lab in the United States who does nutrition testing, but you can get, you should get your nutrition um, facts tested by labs frequently, and then you can put that information on your label. Um, so we do that type of work for, for clients. And that is a new yeah, area right now. Not every kombucha manufacturer has a label at this point. So, I mean, well, you know, we're trying to develop If it's that. in a bottle, they do. If they're selling it out of their tap rooms, they don't have to necessarily have it. So, um, but it's something that's really prevalent that people are getting a lot of now. We're seeing a lot. Exactly. We're seeing a big up. Yeah, you're, 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 what you're, so one of the, one of the benefits of, for a new company uh, that was getting ready to launch on cans or bottles would be sending a sample, and if you gave them the, uh, I'm looking at a, a typical label here, for, uh, it says, um, you know, to, total fat, sodium, carbohydrates, protein, sugars uh, are, are listed, um, calories, those are some numbers that you could give a very accurate uh, percentage feedback on that they could then include in their, um, on their label to begin with. Uh, is, is that, yeah, that's yeah. true. We're making, exactly. We're making measurements for most of those, um, the important ones. When you look at kombucha, you'll see kombucha has a shortened nutrition panel um, as opposed to something like a cereal box, um, but because kombucha doesn't contain a significant amount of a lot of those components, so we test for the, um, there's a couple main ones that have to be on a kombucha label, so we do that testing and provide you with the results in terms of the serving sizes, so that's the work right. we do. Okay, well, this, is, this has been very interesting. I'd like to wrap up with one other test suite that I saw you offer, which is shelf life test, where you say you uh, test the kombucha samples at Four and 23 degrees Celsius. Now, 23 degrees Celsius is like a lot hotter than any kombucha should be kept at. It should be kept refrigerated. Yeah. With you. So we just 
we offer we offer it at four degrees Celsius, which is refrigeration, and 23, which is like room temperature. Um, but we actually have never done one at room temperature. All the ones we do are under refrigeration. It's just an option for a brewer if they had developed a product that they thought was shelf stable at room temperature. Yes, correct. Yeah, I mean there are some shelf stable kombuchas that that, that is, most of them are required refrigeration. And mm -hmm. well, this is great. And so, looking to the future, what's your uh, presumably you're adding new clients as word gets out. Um, any any other plans in the future in terms of um, more comprehensive tests or um, what what are you what are you hoping to be in say a year or two from now? I mean, I'd say as we move into the future, I mean, we'd like to see some growth in the industry. I mean, the kombucha industry, as you know, is um, growing at a pretty good clip here in the United States. And, you know, we'd like to be able to take advantage of that growth and service more brewers in a more meaningful way. Um, we'd also like to continue to potentially add um, tests as brewers um, come to us with um, particular things that they'd like to have measured. And then there's always a really big research and development component, as Jeb was referencing. And we're always on the look for a better understanding of essentially all the processes that make kombucha what it is. So we're interested in um, understanding um, better the chemical aspects of kombucha and eventually even maybe working into some of the biological aspects of kombucha, keeping in mind we are chemists by training. But um, we really are interested in getting a better understanding of how the brewing process works and how things like, for example, brewing vessels and things like that might affect the process and basically helping to develop better ways of brewing kombucha. So um, that's really kind of where we are and where we think we want to head. Yeah, and if I could give just one specific example, um, uh, you know, our R&D has been pretty pretty extensive, and um, right now we're in the development of a, a, a process that could possibly provide um, brewers with a better idea of their acid fingerprint, their acid profile, um, you know, and we're, we're developing essentially a method and an instrument that would hopefully be able to be housed in like even just an upstart brewery where they would be able to put a sample in and get an idea of how much acetic acid and gluconic acid there is in a sample. I think most people are used to the idea of getting something like a titratable acidity and, and this would kind of be able to give them more information uh, you know, like I said, a breakdown of what acids are there. And we've been developing this for a few years, and we're taking steps towards actually, you know, moving in the direction of, you know, developing something that, you know, will eventually go out the door and then be able to be purchased by brewers. Okay. Well, um, Laura and John and Jeff, it's been very uh, informative listening to you. I'd encourage people to check out the website, culturedanalysis.com. Uh, and good luck uh, testing uh, your kombucha day in and day out. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Thanks for having Thank us you. on. Thanks for listening to Booch News. For more about kombucha, please visit boochnews.com.